The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Surianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. On today's show, we are going to be bringing you our review of the Jesse V. Johnson, Scott Atkins film, a Bleiberg Entertainment movie known as Debt Collectors. Debt Collectors is the long-awaited sequel to the 2018 smash martial arts action flick, The Debt Collector. We had an opportunity to screen Debt Collectors prior to its release, and it comes out on DVD and wide release on May 29th. So, without further ado, we bring you our review of Debt Collectors. Hello and welcome to the program. On today's program, as I indicated, we are going to be giving you a review of the May 29th release of the Scott Atkins, Jesse V. Johnson film, Debt Collectors. Before we discuss that film, let's give a little bit of a history. In November of 2019, we had Jesse V. Johnson as a guest on this program. Jesse V. Johnson is a writer, director, martial artist. And he's probably one of the most significant action film filmmakers in the world today. He has partnered with, not only done work with Scott Atkins, but a a good many of his successful films have been in his collaboration and partnership with Scott Atkins, who is a Taekwondo action star and film star and producer. Together they've worked on such films as Savage Dog, The Debt Collector, which was the predecessor to this film, Triple Threat, Avengement. Jesse B. Johnson's done other films, one of my favorites, uh, an homage to Steve McQueen known as The Beautiful Ones, one of his earlier films. And earlier this year, we did a review of his film, which did not feature Johnson, but which was really a terrific film, uh, which was called The Mercenary. The Mercenary starred uh, Dominique Vandenberg, and in, it was released in January. It was one of the early releases of the year. And, and our review is called The Mercenary is a Winner. And it really is a terrific movie and a terrific martial arts movie. Scott Atkins has been um, an individual that has been the subject of many posts and articles in Taekwondo Life. Although we've never had the opportunity to interview him. In September of 2019, we did a review for his movie, Avengement, which was a really, really good Jesse V. Johnson collaboration, Um, highly violent, R-rated movie, but a really terrific movie. And uh, 
we've done we did an article we've done an article or sort of a recurring theme which appeared in August of 2009 called Scott Adkins won't talk to Taekwondo Life magazine which was really kind of a little bit of a parody on the fact that we've made numerous requests to Scott Adkins to speak to Taekwondo Life magazine and he does not respond in any way shape or form even though we we happen to be big fans of him as a Taekwondo practitioner and as a martial artist. Uh, for some reason, despite the fact that he collaborates with Jesse V. Johnson, who is extremely responsive to us and has a really good relationship with Taekwondo Life magazine, Scott Adkins, for some reason, does not communicate with us. But we'll see. Hopefully down the road we'll get a, an interview with him. 2018, uh, Johnson... And Adkins collaborated on a film known as The Debt Collector. The Debt Collector starred Scott Adkins, Louis Mandalore, and Vladimir Kulich, as well as a supporting cast. And the basic theme was, or the basic storyline was, Adkins played a classically trained martial artist that was struggling to keep his dojang open, something I think probably a lot of our listeners can relate to, and in order to be able to pay his bills and sustain himself financially, he decides or he gets reeled into using his fighting skills to become a debt collector for the mob. He gets paired with uh, Louis Mandalore, who is to some degree a burnt out, sort of drunken, sarcastic, seasoned debt collector, and together they, they end up in a variety of compromising, uh, difficult, humorous, and chilling situation. And the film climaxes in really a quite heartfelt moral dilemma that sees the, the heroes of the film, the unlikely heroes of the film, Atkins and Mandalore, faced with a, a moral dilemma that involves putting themselves at risk, putting their lives at risk, to go against their mob bosses to do something that they think is right. While the film ends in a way that is relatively ambiguous, you do believe at that time that Mandalore is dead and that Atkins may or may not survive. Debt Collectors picks up slightly after that explosive film and that explosive ending to that film where Atkins has healed and has moved on in his life and we learn that Mandalore's character, Sue, Silvio, is alive and is healed and has had a relative come-to-Jesus moment, has decided he's no longer believes in violence, he does no longer drinks alcohol, but needs to do one final series of jobs to help out his old boss and his old friend, Tommy, who literally saved the lives of both Atkins' character, French, and Mandalore's character, Sue. Debt Collector was a surprising hit of 2018. It combined a good story, good action, a great script, great acting, humor, and the interplay of Atkins as a relatively naive upstart paired with this crotchety, seasoned, old debt collector in Mandalore. All of the elements came together for a enjoyable, action-packed, 
buddy film, which is really what essentially essentially it it was. On its own, it was a great standalone film, and with the belief at the end of that film that Louis Mandalore's character Sue had been killed, it seemed unlikely that the door would be open for a sequel. But here we are three years later, or two and a half years later, and Johnson, Mandalore, Atkins, and co-writer Stu Small have brought us Debt Collectors. As my written review has indicated, Debt Collectors is bloody good fun. I think as a whole, people, I know I do, have a certain skepticism when it comes to sequels, uh, a belief that sequels generally are not as good, certainly not better than their predecessor. Uh, I think one of the great exceptions of all time is when people reference The Godfather Part Two as being one of the uh, sequels that, that had the significance of being as good, if not better, than its original film. Well, The Debt Collector defies the odds because it is literally as good, if not better, than The Debt Collector. Similarly, it's a buddy film. And while buddy films are generally enjoyable, you look at some of the buddy films of recent days, whether it be Bad Boys, uh, whether it be 48 Hours, and films of that nature, whether it be Lethal Weapon, while those films tend to be good, they tend to be relatively formulaic, which means that while there may be a series of films, essentially for all intents and purposes, the plots become secondary and the interplay of the characters becomes primary. Bad Boys, for example, films that I love the Bad Boys series. However, essentially the plot is virtually the same from film to film and are just opportunities to give the stars, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, opportunities to showcase their individual talents, comedic talents, and the interplay of the characters. Debt Collectors is very different from that. It is a buddy film, as is The Debt Collector. However, I I believe that it elevates that genre. As I indicated in my written review, it's a fun, explosive, well-scripted, and well-directed movie in its own right. It's a film that can be watched alone, although I do think it is better to be watched in connection with The Debt Collector. Johnson, together with Atkins, and, and we talked about this in our in our interview uh, with Jesse B. Johnson, they have consciously carved out a niche with the intention of elevating the action film from a genre where the script and dialogue are ancillary. Johnson and Atkins' films, Debt Collectors included, elevates the elements that support the action and the fight choreography as holistic and indistinguishable elements of a great film. When Jesse V. Johnson and I spoke, we talked a little bit and jokingly about the fact that martial arts films for years, action films for years, have shared something very similar with pornography. And that is that people watch them for the specific element of the film and that the story and the dialogue are generally 
ancillary so that people could fast forward as they do in pornography, but in action films, fast forward past the dialogue to get to the fight scenes. That's not true in Johnson films. That's not true in Atkins films. These are great films that are also action films. So the dialogue, the acting, the cinematography, they're all top-notch. They're all high-level. It's interesting. Sequels, most sequels bear a specific linguistic connection to the first film, The Godfather, The Godfather Part 2. This film is not The Debt Collector 2, but Debt Collectors, and that was curious to me. I didn't know whether or not it was just a nuanced sort of way of just simply saying we're not like other other films. I wasn't 100% sure why, but when I saw the film, it was obvious to me that that choice was conscious, specific, and warranted. While Louis Mandalore has a significant role in the first film, that role is to some degree defined in relationship to Atkins' role. That film is really about Atkins. Atkins is the debt collector. That story involves Scott Atkins' struggle as a martial artist, his financial struggles, his personal struggles, as he makes a difficult decision to make a foray into this new and dangerous line of work. It involves his moral reservations about the type of work that he's doing, as well as his physical and combative struggles to execute the job. In Debt Collectors, we've moved beyond that. Atkins already accepts his role as a debt collector, although even though he was a debt collector for a short time, he views himself as being retired. Debt Collectors really elevates the role of Sue, of Louis Mandalore, by adding depth of heart and character to both Mandalore's performance and Sue's character to create a multidimensional, sympathetic, and complex character in Sue. Sue becomes not just a character that is defined in relationship to the agita and the difficulty and the humor that he brings to Atkins, but a character that stands on his own. I found his performance to be really multi-layered, really complex, and really engaging. I commented in my written article that his performance is so engaging that when he takes his lumps, and in this film, Sue takes quite a number of beatings, as an audience member, you can't help but cringe over in pain. You feel not only sympathy, but empathy for Louis Mandalore and Sue. In addition, this film has an, a little bit of a subtext of martial artist versus boxer. Atkins representing, he's a classically trained Taekwondo martial artist. Um, he's had some jiu-jitsu training. He's had some mixed martial arts training. But there's a subtext of whether or not that's considered a real fighting art as opposed to Sue, who is a an older, more stodgy, believer in the Marcus to Queensberry rules, boxing, and fisticuffs. And we have an opportunity in this film, 
in a much broader way to see Sue and Louis Mandalore's fighting skills displayed in a way that really exceeded those of The Debt Collector. The sequel, The Debt Collectors, revolves around, as I indicated, French and Sue reuniting for a series of small series of of debt collection jobs to some degree as payback or as homage to their boss Tommy who saved their life and who's calling in a favor for them to perform perform a job as the film sort of unfolds Mandalore and Atkins head to Las Vegas and then backtrack to Los Angeles and their journey in these three collections is fraught with obstacles and adversities which lead to terrific fight scenes, humor, and the basis for the story. But more significantly, as the story unfolds, we learn that these jobs are more than what they appear. It doesn't shock us, right, in terms of what we saw in the first film. And that there's a dangerous connection, and here's a spoiler alert, a dangerous connection to their deceased nemesis, the nemesis that became the basis of the explosive climax of debt the debt collector, and that would be, of course, Barbosa. The fights, the fight choreography in Debt Collectors does not disappoint. Whenever you have a Jesse V. Johnson, Scott Atkins movie, you get an expectation that the fights will be, among other things, they'll be brutal, they'll be realistic, and they'll be well choreographed. Debt Collectors is no exception to that rule. We see a showcasing One of the things that I I commented to Jesse V. Johnson when I spoke to him, one of the things that I mentioned in my review of the film Triple Threat, Triple Threat, a Jesse V. Johnson vehicle, which featured Michael Jai White, Scott Atkins, Michael Bisbing, Tony Jaa, Iko Uweis, and uh, Tiger Chen, excuse me, was that I appreciate the fact that in Jesse V. Johnson films, The fight choreography is not, again, I'll use the term formulaic, and that what we see is we get to see people fight in the way that they fight and fight choreography that is interesting and unique and does not necessarily carry over from film to film. We see that in Debt Collectors. We see Scott Atkins executing his Taekwondo style, his Taekwondo kicks, his Jiu-Jitsu holds, and we see... Louis Mandalore exercising his sheer power, his boxing, his street technique. And there's a terrific climactic scene where boxing meets martial arts. And it's not overly campy, although it's humorous. It's graphic. It's brutal. But it is really, really enjoyable and perhaps the high point of the film. The chemistry between French and Sue is what fuels the success of the two films. I think that Johnson does a great job of getting the most out of his players. He utilizes many of the same players for his films. If I'm not mistaken, and I may be, in the earliest and opening scene of the film, which the film opens with a fight scene, a terrific fight scene, I believe that Dominique Vandenberg, the star of The Mercenary, has a cameo role in the film 
which just goes to show you how in the Jesse V. Johnson universe, the enjoyable elements of working probably with him and on his film will give people opportunity, even stars, to take lesser roles to be a part of the experience. There's a well-timed use of humor contrasted by action and sometimes severe violence. And these all work really, really well. And in this film, work well to make these two unlikely heroes appealing and relatable. I could easily see coming out of, although the film itself doesn't lend itself to a third film in the in the series, I think that what you're going to see from the reaction of the fans and from the fact that the film is relatively open-ended, that there would be an opportunity two years down the road for a Debt Collector, The Debt Collector 3, or whatever it is that you would want to call it, but a third film in the franchise, utilizing the skills of both Mandalore, Atkins, Stu Small, and Jesse V. Johnson. I really enjoy Debt Collectors. I highly recommend it. It hits DVD and streaming services this week on May 29th. And while I know that many of us have been home due to the extended nature of the pandemic, one of the things that I had mentioned in in my article, and I say it's true, is it really would be enjoyable. While either of the films are great as standalone, The Debt Collector and Debt Collectors, it really would be enjoyable to view those films as a double feature. That is what I did. I watched The Debt Collector to sort of refresh my recollection of the facts and circumstances, and then I led into it with my screening copy of Debt Collectors. And I will tell you, it was a really enjoyable roller coaster ride. So I encourage you to watch Debt Collectors. I encourage you to watch any of the Jesse B. Johnson, Scott Atkins films. And I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on either one of those, those films or any other films that you would like for us to review and, and watch. I always keep in mind that while all of these films don't necessarily feature or showcase Taekwondo, although Scott Atkins is a serious Taekwondo practitioner and martial artist, I look for films that I realize that Taekwondo practitioners like myself would enjoy watching. Debt Collectors is definitely on that list. It will definitely be talked about for years to come. So on behalf of Taekwondo Life Magazine, I thank you. I wish you hope, health, and safety. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.